Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back to the Catch Roundtable. With us this morning is Mario Economo, who is with many large money center banks and has been giving us updates on what's going on in Europe. Mario, uh, the European Central Bank increased interest rates again. I personally think it's a big mistake and it's going to hurt all the economies. Tell us what's going on in Europe, what's going on with the economies of, of Germany, France, Italy. You tell us. Yes, good morning, Cats Roundtable. So, yes, you're right. They did increase the interest rates, and once again, they're trying to fight that beast called inflation. Unfortunately, they're not having tremendous luck. If you look at the price people are paying at the pump, and if you look at the cost of food in Europe, it remains ridiculously high. So they keep increasing these interest rates in hopes that they're going to actually dampen people's appetite to go out and spend money. But the reality is when you need to buy food, you have to buy food. So certain items, no matter what the price goes up to, people will have to pay the money to buy them. So I think we have a longer and more difficult problem to tackle here, and that is specifically one of not enough food. I think if they were to actually flood the market with more food, we would actually see the price come down. If we were to see, for example, energy costs come down, transporting the food costs come down, then we would see energy inflation come down. We would see food inflation come down. Unfortunately, this is not happening. In fact, quite the opposite is happening. We saw in the, the recent announcement, once again, of OPEC's desire to decrease the number of barrels that it produces per day. And we've seen what's going on in the oil markets. And I think, realistically, the Europeans are very spooked at this point because they have winter looming around the corner and they realize that they're going to have to once again figure out what the natural gas market is going to do and if they're going to be able to afford to heat their homes. I do want to say something which I find very interesting. A couple of the largest importers of Russian LNG are actually in Europe, in the European Union. So notwithstanding all the sanctions that have been applied to Russia, LNG, which continues to be one of the items which is not sanctioned by the European Union, two member countries specifically are the second largest importers of Russian LNG. And what Russia is, has said that they have cut production, but nobody really knows what Russia is doing. OPEC says they cut production. Nobody really knows what OPEC is doing. And what they're doing is, what I've been told, is Russia is moving it to Pakistan and India, and then Pakistan and India are sending it to Europe and sending it to the United States. What do you hear? Well, actually, uh, Pakistan's not sending it. They're actually keeping it for themselves. But India, yes, India is refining the product, the crude, and it's actually selling it then subsequently on the markets. And it's allowed to do that because it's not part of the whole uh, sanctions uh, uh, policy. Look, these sanctions haven't worked. It's ridiculous for everybody to be still walking around thinking that they're actually creating some kind of harm and damage on the Russian economy. People a while back, several weeks were all excited because they saw inflation in Russia was running at around 11% and that the ruble had collapsed once again. 
And all I have to say to my European brothers and sisters is, you know, when inflation in Russia is running at 11 percent and inflation in the eurozone on foodstuffs is running anywhere from 10 to 20 percent, you know, you should take very little joy in the fact that Russia is enjoying 11 percent inflation because, frankly, at the end of the day, whether you're paid in rubles or in euros, if inflation is running 10 to 20 percent, it's running 10 to 20 percent. So you're feeling the pinch. So I'm a little confused why everybody seems to be so excited that the ruble has collapsed and that Russia has some inflation when things in the West are not particularly good. How is the economy of France, Italy, and Germany? Those are the big three, aren't they, in the the European community? Yes, well, it looks like Germany is going to dodge the worst of what the predictions were, but... Having said that, like I said, winter is around the corner. Energy costs are still, although they're creeping up, they're still relatively low. Let's see what will happen in the rest of the year. As far as Italy goes, they saw on the island of Lampedusa earlier this week, uh, in a 24-hour period, a huge influx of people, of migrants from Libya. The island itself and the facilities are overwhelmed, so much so that the Italian prime minister has basically warned Europe that unless Europe gets actively involved in supporting Italy in this, they may actually have to consider more extreme options, including shutting down their borders. Um, I do want to mention one other thing. This is important. We haven't touched on this in a while. President Putin announced that in his new budget, he's actually increasing Russia's defense spending from $54 billion this year to $100 billion next year. That's a huge increase. I know for well, the U.S. Well, he's selling, he, he's selling oil, 10 million uh, barrels a day, a billion dollars a day in sales. Yes, he's making a lot of money on oil. There's no doubt about that. But the and where, you know is- who's making them rich? America, the United States. Because if President Biden is cutting back on fossil fuels, the price goes up and Russia makes the money. Well, there's, there, there's no doubt in what you're saying. The reality is that if we could see the U.S. open the spigots, there would be a tremendous impact in the marketplace, the global marketplace. But unfortunately, the U.S., for whatever reason, has decided that they're not going to go down that road at the moment. It's for you Americans to decide what happens moving forward. Yes, we got an election coming up in 13, 14 months, and I pray for our country. One, one last note. Uh, we saw there was a very good visit between President Putin and North Korea's uh, leader. They had a very good meeting in Russia together. In fact, the North Korean leader has invited the Russian president to come and visit North Korea. I think that's something the U.S. needs to keep their eye on. I don't think there's anything the U.S. can do. Sanctioning Russia or Korea even more is not going to have a tremendous impact. But I think that the U.S. does need to keep their eye on that because that is going to be a relationship the two of them will develop, which will grow and blossom into something far greater and dangerous than any of us thought could. Mario Konomu, thank you very much for updating the American people. God bless you and God bless America, and we'll catch up again real soon.